0: This is episode one of the Rising Man podcast. Let's get it. Welcome everybody to the Rising Man podcast. I am your host and the creator of this show, Jedi Azuma. This is the official pilot episode for this podcast, and really it's the ignition of the Rising Man movement. I'm so excited to finally be bringing this project that I've been working on for so long to you guys, to the public. And this po- this episode right now is to really give you guys an idea of what you can expect from this podcast and from this movement. My purpose is to create a resource for you. I'm talking to all my men out there, who are still finding their way in the world as a man, for the man who feels lost or anxious or depressed, for the man out there who's still missing something in his life but doesn't know what it is, for the husbands, fathers, brothers, friends out there who have people depending on you to be your best self, this is for you. What I wanna share with you guys on this very first episode is I'm gonna speak a little bit about the inspiration behind the Rising Man podcast, where it came from, a little bit about my story, who I am, And also what my mission is with the podcast. Really, why why am I creating this and why am I launching it to the world at this time right now? And lastly, I'm going to tell you guys a bit about what you can expect from the Rising Man podcast, how you can become more involved with the community and really contribute to what I'm creating here for the benefit of all us men. So without further ado, I'm going to jump in just by telling you guys a little bit about myself. Um, I grew up on the East Coast in New Jersey, just outside the suburbs of New York City. I had a relatively uneventful childhood, uh, raised by two parents. You know, I I had the New York City skyline in my window. I was an athlete. And, um, you know, once I got into my teenage years is when things started to happen for me, much like I believe it happens for many men out there where I was starting to get interested in girls and the social dynamics of friendships and relationships were becoming more complicated. At the same time, school was becoming more challenging. And without knowing it at the time, I began to have a tremendous amount of stress and anxiety come into my life. I put so much meaning on the things that were happening in my life, whether it was getting broken up with by my girlfriend or uh, one of my friends doesn't want to talk to me anymore. All of those things that, looking back, seem pretty small and insignificant, seemed like the biggest things in the world to me at that point. And so uh, one of the big events that happened to me as a child is I had a really serious back injury that left me with three herniated discs in my low back. It left me laid up on the the bed for six months where I, I literally couldn't sit or, or, do much of anything for more than just a few minutes. So at about 13 years old, I was out of school for six months. I completely missed out on everything in the social scene and, and everything that was going on with my friends and started to fall into, at that point in my life, my first real depression. And uh, it was a really pivotal moment for me in my life, um, just trying to come back from the injury and, and, and dealing with what did this mean? I thought at that point that I was broken, that I was broken forever, that I was never gonna come back from this. And anyone hearing this who's had a chronic pain injury or, or an injury that has affected you for more than just a few days or a few weeks, you know what it's like. You get into the state, it's like having the worst flu of your life for six months straight. And after six months, you just feel like you're never gonna get better again. One of the things I'll never forget is about four months into that whole process, I also contracted pneumonia and bronchitis back to back. And I was probably at one of my lowest points in my life. And I remember I was in my bedroom, I was crying. My mom was there trying to console me, trying to make me feel better. And I just felt like my life was gonna be this. This is what I was gonna be like for the rest of my life. And my father, he came upstairs and he saw what was happening. And he sat me up and he looked at me in the eyes and he said, listen, you have two choices. You can stay here in this bed for the rest of your life and just feel feel sorry for yourself. Or tomorrow you can get up and you can begin to do something about it. And I wish I could say that it was that movie moment where I stood up and I started dancing around and felt magically healed. But um, of course, I it was the opposite. <laughs> I felt even more sad and and more uh hopeless in that moment Um, but what he had said really stuck with me and over the course of the next couple of days I I got the inspiration to start working on myself and I started to do some really light and gentle exercises and found a way to heal my body so that was one of the first challenges I went through and it happened for me at a really young age but it set the course for the rest of my life that's that's leading me forward into what I did with the early part of my life so i became fascinated with the human body fast forward through high school i made it to college and went to college to be a physical therapist and in that time i had a lot of structure in my life that led me to becoming um someone with a skill someone who can you know create create an income for themselves and go out into the workforce and into the work world and of course, I had my experiences in college with relationships with women becoming more complex and, you know, becoming uh, sexually active and, and the complications that come with that as far as, you know, intimacy and dynamics with women. Uh, so really, at that point in my life, I was just beginning my journey into manhood. And I call this, you know, there's this boy to man Uh, journey that we talk about. And for me, that's like saying, oh, the journey from California to New York. There's a lot of stuff that happens in between. So the way I looked at the journey for me was there was boyhood, then there was becoming manhood. And now on the other side of that is manhood for me. So at that stage of my life in college was really when I began to enter becoming manhood. And so uh, plenty of experiences in college that led me to Uh, where I eventually started to get into this work that I'm doing right now with men. But some of the highlights were I was 20 years old and had a really solid core group of friends, specifically men in my life, and we had the inspiration to start some community gatherings. And so we started having people over for potlucks and we started having weekly meetings just to discuss life. And that was really when I began to see that, oh wow, There are other people out there in the world experiencing life in slightly different ways than me, but when we come together and talk about it, there's a lot of wisdom that can be exchanged. And so that was really when a seed was planted for me about the importance of community, the importance of sharing my experience with other people so that it can be mirrored back to me and people can show me a different perspective of how my life is going. So that I'm not in my head by myself trying to figure it out. And likewise, I can do the same for other people. Also hearing other people's stories and learning about them in the process. So my early 20s was also a lot of uh, fun and adventure. It was that young night time of my life where I I was like a knight on his horse with his sword and his shield Going out into the world and looking for dragons to slay, looking for experiences and and fun and adventure, and I had plenty of that. In fact, sometimes I feel like I had too much of that, <laughs> but somehow, somehow I made it out alive. And I, uh, you know, had had a number of experiences. You know, very very high highs, very low lows at that time. Which, looking back again, seems very normal and and almost just par for the course as part of a signature part of that becoming manhood. Uh, But at the time, it was very difficult for me. And that was really when I began to, without knowing it again, have this seed start to sprout that, okay, there's got to be other men in this world that are experiencing something like this. But at that time in my early 20s, I was so focused on myself and who I was and who I was becoming. What was my identity? What do I have to offer the world that I couldn't yet think about anyone else? I couldn't yet think about what it meant to have other men, other people having their own experience of life. So fast forward a little bit more, I graduated with a doctorate degree in physical therapy when I was 23 years old entered the workforce right away and had a blast for two years living in New York City. Some of the best times in my life were living in New York when I was a bachelor and I was able to romp around with my friends, jump on the subway with my backpack, listening to music and cruise to work, come home from work. It was was some of the most exciting times in my life, as well as some of the the most challenging because, again, I was doing something every day. I was in the doing part of my life. But I wasn't really feeling fulfilled. I wasn't really feeling like I'm making a difference in the world. Of course I was helping people rehab from injuries as a physical therapist and helping people with their health, but it didn't feel like the thing. And as time went on over that first year or two of living in New York and working in the workforce, getting up every day, taking the subway to work, coming home from work on the subway, and doing the rinse and repeat on a daily basis, I began to feel more and more empty and that feeling that I experienced as a young person when I was had that back injury of depression and not knowing what my life was about or what my life was going to be like started to settle back in only this time as a 23 year old instead of a 13 year old some of my behaviors were much more destructive i was i was you know using different types of substances to medicate myself to numb myself from the reality that I didn't want to face I didn't want to face the fact that my life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to and it got to a certain point where that just wasn't going to work anymore that just wasn't going to work for me using these substances to numb myself and forget about my problems for short periods of time wasn't going to work for me anymore and when I was about 25 years old In the springtime of 2011, 2012, actually, I recognized that something has to change. And if I don't change it, if I don't take action on it, nobody will. This is my life. I'm the one who gets to do that. I'm the one who gets to take charge. And it scared the crap out of me. I was terrified because up until that point in my life, someone, whether it was my mother, my father, my older brother, some, uh, you know, my employer, somebody was always looking out for me and always taking care of me. But it wasn't until that point that I became really clear, it's not gonna be like that for the rest of my life. And even if I, if it could be, even if I could have someone take care of me for the rest of my life, that's not really the man that I wanna be. That's not what I, how I wanna be remembered as someone who always got taken care of. I wanted to be the one taking care of other people. And so in the spring of 2012, I had that moment of clarity. I said, I got to get out of New York. I got to leave everything that I've ever known, anyone who knows me, anyone, anything that I have history with, to go out into the world and see who I am, see who the world shows me that I am once I get out there. And so in the summer, August, it was actually August 2012, right after my 25th birthday, the week after my 25th birthday, I got on a plane and I headed out to California. And I landed in San Francisco, got picked up by a few of my buddies from college, and we had planned this uh, week-long trip through Yosemite here in, in, in the Sierras, uh, California. And what I thought was going to be a one-month journey, a one-month adventure, including uh, going, to, um, going to Yosemite and having some other experiences with people on the West Coast, uh, I thought that was just going to last a month and then I would come back, you know, see how long my money would carry me, the money that I saved up and then, and then go from there. But what it eventually turned into was a four month journey that absolutely transformed my entire life. And, uh, one of the, uh, in it, one of many moments, experiences that I had on that journey on the, during that four months was the opportunity to sit down for a 10-day silent meditation retreat called Vipassana. And I did this in October, uh, just before Halloween. So I guess like mid-October was when I was there. And for those of you who've never experienced this type of retreat, maybe for those of you who have never tried to meditate... Spending 10 hours a day for 10 days meditating and and just being with yourself lets you see yourself very clearly. For me, at this point in my life, for the first time, and I was having so many challenges. It was such an internal battle. Um, I had contracted uh, this, this rash from this, from this parasite while I was traveling. And I was, on day one, I recognized that something wasn't right. So on top of not being able to talk to anyone for 10 days and meditating 10 hours a day, I was itching all over my body. So, so it was a mental experience. It was a physical experience. It was an, uh, an emotional and spiritual experience all wrapped up in one. But the most critical point of that story I want to share is on the fourth day of this meditation retreat, I had we we were sitting down, it was the late morning, and we were sitting down for meditation, and I had one of the most clear experiences of presence. And by presence, I mean really just being in the moment, not thinking forward into anything happening in the future, not thinking back into my past, but just being with my body and my sensations that were happening in the very moment. It was it was an incredible feeling and it's really only a feeling i've had once in my life to be that clear that connected to my body and my experience for over an hour straight it got to the point by the end of the the hour when the bell rings my whole body was was tingling my, my i felt like i had electricity moving through my body i felt like i was five times larger than i felt at the beginning i felt like my body had expanded and Having the sensation and then walking out of the pagoda where we were meditating out into the open air again. I remember I walked outside with my hands open and I looked up at the sky, and as I looked up, it began to downpour. And it was the type of downpour that we don't get too often in California, where the sun is shining, and it is absolutely deluging. And there was this little beam of sun, just felt like it was shining right on me. And I closed my eyes, and I just began to cry, because it was such an overwhelming experience of clarity and, and presence. And as I closed my eyes, I had what I consider to be a real vision, because it was a snapshot before, like behind my eyelids, where I saw the future of my life. Backing up a little bit, when I was in New York and I was in that dark space, one of the things I got hung up on and really wrapped up in my head about was I could not imagine and visualize my life beyond the age of 27. And I made up all this story in my mind that does this mean that I'm going to die? Does this mean that you know there's, there's nothing for me? Something's going to happen to me and I won't be here anymore? I literally, it felt like you, you're reading a book and you turn the page and all of a sudden you realize the rest of the pages in the book are blank. But I couldn't see anything in my future. I couldn't see beyond just the next several months of my life. So fast forward again to that moment of this vision coming in. It was this snapshot of a future of sitting with men, being in conversation with men about their experience in life, connecting with other men, sharing my experiences, sharing my wisdom, moving with men, being out in nature, sitting around a fire, having rituals and ceremonies. All happened, it all flashed before my eyes like a movie trailer that happened in, in the span of five seconds. And I opened my eyes and I didn't know what to do with it. Here I am, 25 years old, on the other side of the country, away from everything I've ever known. And I get this blessing, this vision of a life that I never imagined before for myself, that I never imagined would ever be possible for me. And, you know, at that time, I was looking for meaning, I was looking for purpose, and boom. Here it was, right on my doorstep, literally right behind my eyelids, I could see a vision of a future. It didn't show me all of the steps it would take to get there, but it did show me what was resonant in my heart and what I was here to do. So at 25 years old, that really began the journey for me of, well, what is this gonna look like? What is this gonna be? the type of person I am, I immediately went to, how am I going to get it done? So I started to come up with strategies of, okay, I'm going to open up a men's center and I'm going to invite men to come in and we're going to start talking and sitting around a fire. And pretty early on in that strategy process, I'd say maybe the second or third day into it, I realized that I needed to do this work as a man first. (laughs) I really needed to dive deeply into myself and into my process and find older men, elder men, men who were more experienced than I, to learn from and to understand a little bit more about what is it to be a man? Because honestly, I really didn't know. My life growing up, I'd watched my father, my uncles, some of my coaches on all the sports teams I played for, and not to take anything away from them, but that was just a very small sample of what it is to be a man. And I love my father. He's amazing. And there are so many amazing qualities about him that I've taken on as part of who I want to be as a man. And I, I recognized I couldn't just model my life after him. I didn't want to just become my dad junior. I had my own life, my own mission, my own soul purpose to fulfill. And so for the next five years, because I'm 30 years old at the time of this recording, I'm 30 years old. The next five years have were really my discovery. So I had this snapshot of a vision, recognized, okay, here's something that really means something to me and here's a direction I want to move in. Now, what do I do? So I went from identifying my internal compass, my direction. My direction was to move towards working with men and supporting men in some capacity. The next five years were discovery, discovering what is it? What are the tools that I need? What do I need to witness, experience, understand so that I can be this man that I see in my future for the benefit of other people? And there's so much that I've learned over the past five years that I'm going to share in a moment here. But too much to share in just this initial episode. But what I will say is it was also the most challenging five years of my life because in those five years, at the tail end of that four-month journey I was mentioning before, I met the love of my life. My wife, Carrie, it has been one of the greatest gifts in my life. And so very soon after I had this vision come to me, I also had my my life partner show up in my life. And so, again, at the age of 25, without planning to encounter and find my life partner then, here she was. I got to figure out how to become a provider. I got to figure out how to get ready for marriage because we, we were clear that we wanted to get married pretty soon. You know, we got married about... Two years after we had met. Um, But the whole process, uh, things happened very quickly. In in the next five years after that moment of that vision, I got engaged. The next year I got married. Three months after we got married, we got pregnant with our beautiful little boy Sitka. And so Sitka was there the year after we got married. In fact, on our one year anniversary, um, my wife was over nine months pregnant and so we were just you know we were moving on we were on the fast track and all of it was intentional and deliberate and it put me on a fast track to uh discovery my discovery process was very robust in those five years a lot was crammed in and at the same time when i arrived here i also found a circle of men what which i call my men's team that i've been sitting with two times a week or i'm sorry not two times a week but every two weeks for the past five years and that alone has changed my life possibly more than anything that i've done so a lot happened in that time period to lead me up to now but to 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 tie this all together and let you know where this podcast came from I started to really own this vision in the past couple of years. I started to, um, I've been mentoring boys through a program called The Mentor uh, that was created by my good friend and someone who will be a guest on this podcast, Javon Langford. And uh, so I started working with younger men, teenage boys. Um, Every opportunity I had, I was in conversation with friends who had boys. And I, I started a group that I took boys out into the wilderness and tried that out. Um, I, I coached a couple of or mentored a couple of young guys who were in their 18, 19, 20s, early 20s and really started to confirm that, yeah, this is this is the stuff. This is what I'm here for. This is my medicine that I have to give other people. And so that started to pick up some momentum. At the same time, I was still working as a physical therapist Until this past year, I began to work with another close friend of mine by the name of Preston Smiles in an amazing program that he has called Man Cave, um, which you probably will hear me speak about on this podcast and also let you guys know when there's opportunities to be a part of that. Um, That was really the first time that I was able to step into the role of coach, of mentor, of I am a resource for you men. And it became very clear to me that, yeah, this is the thing. This is really what I'm here for. And in that process, I, I was asking myself questions like, how am I going to uh, transmit the wisdom that I've accumulated to other men? And how am I going to transmit and translate the, the wisdom of other men I've met for men out there in the world? And then, boom, like another flash of light, the idea for the Rising Man podcast came into my heart. And felt so aligned, so resonant, even though I don't have any formal training as an interviewer or a radio personality or a podcaster, but it was really clear to me that that was the next step. So here we are, the, the rough, shortened, abbreviated version of my story bringing us up to the present for the Rising Man podcast and why we're here, why I've created this. Uh, Before I start speaking to specifics about the mission, I want to tell you guys, I want to speak to the men who are listening right now, who are listening for the first time. Maybe you know me, maybe you don't, and um, maybe you've never really thought about some of the things that you'll hear on this podcast. I want you to know that I, I recognize your journey. I see you. I know what it is to be a man in this world right now and to be fighting to find your purpose and your meaning for being here. I also know that there's a lot of pain involved in becoming the man that you're meant to be. And it's not an easy journey. And also, not every man survives it. That's why there are so many of our young men who are getting involved in crime. So many of our young men who are taking substances to numb themselves. So many young men who are committing suicide every minute because they can't deal with the pain of their existence. And so... Let me show you by, by the guests that I bring on and the information I provide that I understand your process, but just trust me right now that I know what you're going through. I know who you are. I know what you're feeling. And maybe I haven't experienced the exact same things, but if there's one thing I've learned about men in this process, is that we're not unique. We are not unique. We have different details to our story, but as men, we are going through a lot of the same things. I know that one of my big lessons in my life has been how much I've made myself out to be a victim, how much I've said over the years, oh, my life is so hard. Why does it have to be this way? Everything's happening to me instead of on the other side of it, recognizing that everything was happening for me. Everything was happening for my benefit of the experience so that I could then fast forward and transmit this information to you guys so that I could know what it was like to speak to it from experience. So we're not unique, none of us are. We just have different details to our stories. In addition to that, every single man has a mask that he hides behind, including me. Just think about the last time someone said, hey bro, what's up? And you said, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good, everything's good. Yeah, yeah, how's life going? Oh, it's good, yeah, you know, it's good. How many times have you said that to somebody when really behind it you're hurting? You're having a hard time. It's normal, we all have that, but for some reason our culture and our society has taught us to hide behind the mask because you know what? If you've got a problem, you gotta you gotta squash that down. You gotta figure out how to deal with that yourself because everybody else is too busy. Everybody else is too busy to listen to you and I'm telling you right now, that is not the case. Hiding behind a mask and pushing down your problems lower and lower into your body never solves anything. It only sets the stage for some of those really unfortunate tragedies we hear about. When we hear about one of our brothers passing away because he took his life, or some of the stuff you see on the news these days where men are acting out and expressing that rage and frustration out into the world instead of healing it in a circle with men. I'm here to speak on experience that I've had myself and I've seen men over and over have. The moment you find a space that's safe enough to share your experience with another man and just be seen, and not try to be fixed, is the moment you recognize that you have the power to heal yourself. And you don't have, a, have to hide behind that mask anymore. Another thing that we do as men is we don't ask for help. No, I got this. I'm good. Yeah, I can handle this. No, I should I should figure it out myself. I, I, I got to prove that I'm independent. I got to prove to my father that I can make it in this world the same way he did as a man. I got to prove to my parents that I can pay my bills, I can get out of the house. How many of you guys have also said that to yourself? Because listen, I have too. I still have a lot of those voices in my head. Every man does. And we, we're very bad at asking for help because we think it makes us look weak. We think it makes us appear inadequate, unworthy, and it's just not the case. We can't do this life all by ourselves. I couldn't create this podcast by myself. I couldn't provide for my family all by myself. I need people to support me along the way. That doesn't mean that I don't do the work. I don't get to kick back and let everybody just take care of me. But on top of playing my role, I get to ask people to play their role in supporting me. Just the same way I get to support other people. And supporting other people gives me some of the greatest joy in my life. So the fact that we don't ask for help is one of the biggest poisons in society for men right now. So I know if you're listening to this podcast and you've made it to this point and you hear me say, we don't ask for help, ask yourself, when was the last time you really asked somebody for help? Like not, hey, can you give me a ride to the store? But more like, hey, can you sit down with me for a minute? I, I'm, I'm going through something. Can you just hear me out? Would you be open to that? When was the last time you asked for something like that? Think about what that is. I'd love to hear that. <laughs> and the last part, the last thing I've learned about men in this, my own discovery process is that there are some essential things that most men are missing that directly impact and affect our ability to live fulfilled and meaningful lives. So again, back to that process of becoming man, there is so much that I was missing as a young man. There was so much that I was totally unaware of at that point in my life that I want to make available to other men. I want, I want you guys who are listening right now to learn from my mistakes, learn from my lessons. Not so that you don't make your own mistakes, because you're going to have those anyway. Nobody can keep you from making mistakes and having lessons in your life. But if you can learn from someone else's mistake and use that information to inform your decisions so that you can make an even better one, to me, that's a win-win. To me, that means that my challenges and my overcoming my challenges was valuable to you and you didn't have to spend time on something that would have derailed you or detracted from your time being on your mission so those are just a few of the things i've learned about men in the process i've also learned that it's important to laugh (laughs) it's important to be uh very light. I, I've been a very serious person in my life. Anybody who knows me would say, "Oh, you know, he has got a great smile, but he, he gets really serious very fast." That's <laughs> that's true. It's it's kind of who I uh, who I was raised to be. I, I, t- I took life very seriously and took things in my life very seriously, which again has served me in, in some capacity in my life. But also being very light, having a lot of really good laughs. One of the things my my dad told me, one of those pearls I'll never forget, is my dad said that to live a successful life. The best thing you can do is surround yourself with people that'll give you a good belly laugh, that kind of laugh that your whole body just rumbles and you shake all over and you laugh so hard that it hurts. Yeah, you need people in your life like that. So, if you're listening to this and you haven't had a good belly laugh in a while, go uh, call up some of your buddies, call up some of your friends or people out there that give you a good belly laugh because as important as it is to focus up and look at who we are as men it's also important to balance it with some lightness otherwise the journey is just not that much fun and and part of it's meant to be fun uh so that's my story that's so you guys can get to know me a little bit better before you start listening to the all the episodes and all the amazing guests and content that is waiting for you after this first one Um, But I also wanted to, you know, begin wrapping up by getting really clear with you guys on what the mission for this podcast is. Okay, so the mission that I am focused on for this podcast and this Rising Man project is to capture compelling stories of how other men became who they are today. I'm here to capture all the challenges, all the triumphs, all the lessons, and make that available to you guys, my audience, my listeners, my brothers, my community So that even if you get just one pearl of wisdom from any of these episodes, you've got something that's going to help your life. You've got something that's going to make your life a little bit better moving forward. I'm also here to extract all the wisdom and tools and strategies that the men on my show, on this show, have to inform and inspire the rest of us that are already on our own journeys. One of the things I said a few minutes ago was how much I learned by being in circle with other men. And for anyone else who's had that experience, you know that when someone's really sharing authentically, truly, like just being real about their experience, you know that they there's something you can connect to. Maybe again, maybe you you it's it's a single mother talking and you're a guy and you're like, well, I'm not a single mom, but she's saying something about her fears, her beliefs about herself, her doubts, her anger, her frustration that you can relate to in some way. So in addition to that, I'm going to bring some really powerful men on the show who have done some incredible work. They're at different stages of their journey as a man, and they're going to be able to share with you some things that may help you on your own journey. And you know, while we're having this dialogue with these men, I am going to blow open the conversation of what it means to be a man in the modern world, because frankly, we're just beginning as a culture to start talking about this stuff, but there is way more that we get to speak about. There's way more that gets to be shared for all of us out there in the world who are, who are going through it, who are having our experience as a man. And so uh, one of the things I'm really committed to is bringing this conversation to the forefront for those of us who haven't had it yet, for those of us men out there who are still doing it by ourselves. And to lead off of that, um, the mission is also to create a community of men that are connected, that are able to support each other so that moving forward, no man, I mean, no man anywhere in the world is ever left to feel alone or isolated because we are not here to do it by ourselves. Humans, if you look far enough back in history, men who went out on hunting parties, they did it together. And sure, any man who practices enough can spear a fish by himself, but no man is gonna take down a buffalo by himself. No man is gonna take down a woolly mammoth by himself. He needs his brothers. He needs a community of men. And there's a special space that's created when men circle up together, when there's an agreement of safe space and confidentiality that is sacred and not broken, that is just beyond magic. It's beyond something that you've ever seen before. Whether you're a man or a woman, there is a space that men go to when they're together that is unlike anything else in the world. And I've experienced it it live and in the flesh. I've experienced it online connecting with men. And so this podcast, this project, this community we're building is meant to replicate that and expand it like wildfire out into the world. So what you can expect from the Rising Man podcast is that I'm going to extract some amazing pearls of wisdom from these men so that we all get to grow. I'm also going to challenge my guests to go deep. You know, uh, one of the, my favorite things about leadership that I've learned is that leaders have the courage and confidence to go first. So, the men I'm bringing on the show, I'm going to really challenge them to be the first, to be the ones to go first to get vulnerable and honest about their experience and their their feelings and their emotions amidst the story that they were going through, amidst the process of becoming who they are and what they're up to in the world. And you can expect that there's going to be something that inspires you and assists you on your journey every episode. That's really my role, my job that I'm taking on is to make sure that there's some really rich content for you guys who are listening. Because I know there's there's a ton of stuff that you could be listening to out there in the world right now. I, I listen to plenty of podcasts myself, so I know that there's certain ones you get to pick and choose. Otherwise... No, there's no full-time job for listening to podcasts and audiobooks <laughs> so uh you know so i really want to make sure that if you're listening to this podcast you're getting a lot of value and benefit from listening to it um and and in addition to that you're going to have the opportunity to enter a growing community of men who are committed to taking life full on and becoming their highest and greatest selves because like i said You know, All the information in the world is only going to get you so far. You still need that brotherhood, that connection. Um, I'm going to take a moment here just to speak to any women who might be listening to this podcast. Um, Obviously, if you've listened up to this point, you know I'm really committed to this project, this message being directed towards men. And I know that some women are probably going to listen to this and be curious about what are men experiencing, what are men talking about. And for you women out there, I want you to know that the commitment is for us men to be our best and greatest selves so we can better support you, so that we can learn how to love you and support you and protect you and provide for you in the way that we are capable of, in the way that we can when we are healing ourselves with, in, in circles with other men. It's a really beautiful uh, vision for a society where men are healed and they can come back to the village and take care of everyone. It's, it's one of the things that actually gives me chills as I say it, because I know that it's a possibility in our future and it, what it takes is, is many things. And one of those things is men doing the work. And for you women who are listening to this, uh, what I need from you is to keep directing men in your life to circles like the rising man podcast, to this podcast, to this community and to any other communities out there that are committed to supporting the growth of men in a, in a positive and a good way. So, uh, to my ladies out there, a lot of this content may be interesting to you, but may not be directly impactful for you. Uh, either way, I'm glad to have you listening. If you are, and uh, hope that you send your men our way. Uh, a couple more things here. <laughs> I am not perfect. One of my biggest journeys and challenges in my personal life is overcoming this uh, desire to be perfect, to get it all right. To you know this this pursuit for perfection, and. I'm clear that that's just not a possibility. I I can't do things perfectly. Um, I mentioned before that my classical training is as a physical therapist. So here I am, a physical therapist creating a podcast for men. And uh, of course, I have plenty of experience to, to speak from and a lot of work that I've done on myself and with other men. And uh, this is my first time ever creating a podcast. I'm very new to creating content out there. So number one, I'm very open to feedback. And in a few minutes, I'm going to let you guys know how you can support me in that realm. And I am committed to getting better and better and honing this craft so that it becomes more meaningful, more impactful, more efficient and refined for you guys who are listening. So my request is that you bear with me through the growth process and hang in there because I promise it's only going to get better. And lastly, just to tie it all together, my commitment to all of you is to empower the next generation of men to lead a life of fulfillment and purpose that will help heal the world. That's my personal commitment statement that ties in everything that I've shared with you guys up to this point. Everything that I've spoken about in the past 30 minutes or so that has informed you of who I am, what the Rising Man podcast and the Rising Man movement is about and what I am committed to, the legacy I'm committed to leaving in my life. Because this is really the, the what I want to leave behind is a generation of men who knows how to take care of their people, who knows how to show up in the world, who knows how to heal themselves so that they can go out into the world and heal others, heal the world, heal the planet, heal their communities, their families, et cetera. So that's something you can count on me for. That's a commitment that I will never sell out. I will never fail on. So... Um, Let's see, to to wrap things up here, I just want to give a little reflection. It was really powerful for me to finally record this episode. I've already done a couple of the interviews that you guys are going to hear after this before recording this pilot, and I'm glad that I did because it really helped me to shape the clarity of purpose and meaning behind this project. Like that first vision that came in when I was meditating out on the pagoda, uh, it wasn't exactly clear to me when it first came in. I had a very uh, distinct view of what my life would be like, but there, it had some dust on it. needed some polishing. And so after having dug in with a few men already up to this point, it's really clarified what this podcast is for, what this podcast is about. So I'm really grateful to have jumped on here and shared that with you guys so that you know, starting for episode one, you get a good sense of, of what we're here for. And also, just as my own learning process, I, I recognize how much I enjoy reflection, and I enjoy reflecting upon what I've learned along the way. So one other thing you can count on me for is periodically, um, maybe every five or 10 episodes, I'm going to jump on here and just do a one of these solo podcasts, one of these solo reflections of the topics that have been covered up to this point, the recent topics, and some of my own new reflections and ruminations about them. Because I like to leave the interviews for the men to share their wisdom. And I like to have another opportunity to just pour out some wisdom to everyone uh, from my perspective, uh, because I'm I'm also committed to being in the seat of a listener and a learner so that I don't forget that you guys out there listening may not know some of this stuff and that we all get to be learners. So thank you for those of you who made it through this episode for really sitting tight and, and hearing my journey and witnessing me in this process. Because like I said before, I can't do it alone. I cannot do it alone. All right. So to close up this episode, I'm going to give you guys a healthy dose of some information so you know how to get connected to the Rising Man podcast, how to get to connected to the Rising Man community so that you can be informed and updated when new things are happening. There's also gonna be a blog on the website that you can go check out at the therisingmanpodcast.com. Plenty of resources and only more to come over the next several months. My commitment right now is to really get the podcast moving and you're gonna see more and more built and layered upon that as time goes on and I get a handle for this. So here is where you can help me and how you can help promote this project, this movement, this community. Number one, you can go and check out the show notes for any links and resources that I mention in this episode and in future episode. The website is therisingmanpodcast.com all all spelled out no hyphens no letter no symbols the rising man while you're there make sure that you subscribe to our newsletter so that you get some of the most recent updates for episodes new content new opportunities to engage with our community i don't know exactly the frequency that that will be going out but you will only get information that is going to keep you informed and connected to this community in your inbox so make sure you go to the website and sign up also as with every podcast, I'm going to ask you guys to please, please, please leave a review of this episode of this podcast, because those of you guys who've listened to podcasts before, and maybe those of you who haven't, every review you leave helps other people understand what this podcast is about. So for people who have never listened to this before and are deciding if they want to, the reviews you leave speak to the people who are watching. And when you leave reviews, it it helps this podcast show up on iTunes so more people can access it. And that's really how we build the community. That's really how the community grows. So please just take a couple minutes. It doesn't take long. Go and leave a review for the podcast. And also, if you leave a review, I, I read every single one. Like I said, I'm committed to making this the best and most impactful content and material for you guys as possible. So please go and do that. I promise you I'll be reading every single one. Um, Next, for the men out there, and this is only for the men, uh, there is a Facebook group that I've started for the Rising Man community. Um, It's something that I started a few months ago and have been building up, so I'm officially announcing that the Rising Man Facebook community is open. What you need to do is you got to go to your URL, type in facebook.com slash groups slash the rising man, the rising man facebook.com slash group slash the rising man. And that's where you can go and you can request, uh, you can request to be invited into the group. And this is where we're going to have ongoing discussions of our processes, men. This is where you get to bring your challenges, triumphs to the table and get support from other men all over the world. We already have a base of about 360 men who are just from my direct community. And I'm looking to grow that to thousands and thousands of men just within this year. So Please go ahead over there. Ask to be invited into the group, uh, ladies out there. If you're if you're listening to this, please send the men in your life over there. And um, there's just so much more that's going to happen um, outside of just listening to this podcast and listening to the other content that that I put out there. It's going to be bonding and community. It's it's amazing to see what happens for men just by sharing their process. Remember, it's not all. It's not just what you're going through. It's the other person who's seeing you share what you're going through. So. Go check out the Rising Man Facebook group. And and lastly, I I need some comments. I need some questions. I need some feedback from you guys so that I can shape and polish this podcast. So a couple places you can reach out to me. um, On on Instagram, at the Rising Man Pod, P-O-D, the Rising Man Pod is going to be the uh, Instagram account specifically for this podcast. And you can also follow me and reach out to me at Jeddy Azuma um, on Instagram. Of course, you can search for me on Facebook, Jetty Azuma. And also, you can contact us on the website. There is a, uh, there's a comment section, there's a place where you can leave some feedback or send me an email. Again, the risingmanpodcast.com. Um, so, last but not least, I want to give a really special shout out to my audio engineer and someone who's becoming a good brother, good friend, Sean Offenbach over at Less Than Three Records. He's been doing an incredible job helping me get this podcast together. He's the one keeping the audio tight so that it's pleasant for your ears when you listen to it. He's the one who uh, is making me sound better than I really do. (laughs) So uh, big ups to Sean over there over at Less Than Three Records. If you guys want to check out his work, he's on Instagram at Less Than Three Records. That's three uh, spelled out, not the number three, Less Than Three Records. And uh, last but not least, I'll just say how grateful I am to be finding myself in this work, to find myself in a place where I can be of service in, in the way that I feel like I was called to. Every one of you who's listening right now is witnessing me in my gift and fully fully claiming and stepping into my gift. And so I thank you because without people to witness me, it wouldn't have as much meaning and purpose. So, uh, So for those of you who are listening, Until next time, rise up and claim your destiny.